Hey guys, welcome back to the BMW Blog Podcast. This is episode 65. And today, my guest is an old friend of mine. Uh, he's been in the car industry for quite some time. His name is Johnny Valencia, and he's with the Gear One Agency. Johnny, welcome. Hey, thanks, man. It's always a pleasure to speak to you, to catch up with you on all things BMW, and um, to be honest, all things automotive. All right. So before we dive into all the automotive stuff, uh, in case people don't know you, I mean, a lot of people at Car World know you. Tell me more about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No problem. So, um, you know, I've been messing around with cars for, you know, I hate saying it now because, you know, we feel older when we start <laughs> talking about yeah. years and whatnot. Uh -huh. um, you know, almost 20 years uh, in the industry. Uh, and, you know, we can talk all the way back. Uh, you know, to the Michelin days, Sure. Um, you know, talk a little bit about that. But currently, uh, I'm a partner at Gear One Agency. And, you know, we're a full, full uh, marketing agency uh, based both on the West Coast in Los Angeles, San Francisco, as well as in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and, uh, you know, we do everything. We do everything from uh, partnership marketing, building websites, graphic design, uh, event management is a big thing of ours as well. Um, uh, you know, managing all social platforms, consulting, uh, it's great having a good time. Uh, we're four years in, uh, mm -hmm. to the agency life, as I like to call yeah. it, hashtag agency life and, um, yeah, moving along well. And it's great yeah. that we've been able to continue relationships, uh, and doing things, uh, with BMW blog as well. Yeah, exactly. So let's go back a little bit in time, right? Um, I mean, we've known each other for a lot of years. And honestly, we've met through uh, Michelin and you were doing a lot of the early days, you know, influencer and social media things. I guess you were probably one of the first, you know, that I worked with that kind of understood that space really. And we've done some amazing campaigns together. So tell me how you thought about social media back in the day, because now it's kind of common. But if you go back, what, seven, eight years ago, it was not that common. Yeah, I agree. I actually had a very good conversation recently with someone else uh, because we were talking about uh, influencers and how, you know, it, it's evolved so much. It's like, you don't call them influencers anymore. You call them creators. And I remember before there was even a, such a thing called influencer. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, back in the Michelin days, um, you know, my predecessor, when I was in marketing and the role to help find the right people to connect the brand to, mm -hmm. um, you know, like the word influencer was still something that was very early on. Like it wasn't being used that much. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, my predecessor actually kind of got the ball rolling and laid out a platform for me. So when mm -hmm. I jumped in, um, I already had a little bit of a head start with, um, you know, developing relationships, um, uh, you know, creating unique opportunities that made sense for both sides. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for example, I mean, let's use BMW blog. Yeah. Um, instead of relying on traditional media, which still, and when I say back then, I'm talking 2015, not even yeah, that long yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. Seven years. Yeah. Um, you know, talking about working instead of using traditional media, which back then there were still a lot of print uh, magazine and things of that nature, or just simply relying on the big names back then to get your, your, your product or your brand or your story across. And, you know, back then we're talking, you know, the, the normal car and driver motor trend, uh, you know, um, places like that. Instead, 
because social media was growing and people's personal accounts were becoming interesting, uh, both on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, um, it seemed to be that more people were listening to who they enjoyed following and had big followings versus reading an article that, um, you know, some people might feel that, well, of course they're going to say something good about it because there's something in it for them as well. Mm -hmm, yeah. While uh, the person that you follow that posts pictures of themselves driving and or testing cars or testing tires who doesn't really work for anyone, mm -hmm. uh, they're just promoting themselves. Yeah. You know, maybe if they say they love a product, then, you know, maybe they're for real and that's something that I want to try out. So, yeah. um, you know, early on, it was like, hey, we'll invite you to an event, you know, uh, of course, on the company's dime in exchange for the fact that you get that experience to be able to create content for your channel. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and also at the same time, we really would like for you to be genuine about what you went through or the product that you tested mm -hmm. or uh, the event that you attended and at that time, and even, uh, you know, to this day, again, we're, we're talking about Michelin here. Yeah. They, they make the greatest product on the planet. So it's yeah. very, we were very confident at the time back then that mm -hmm. whatever we did, you were number one, going to have an amazing experience and the product at the end of the day would sell itself. Right. Yeah. Um, so you communicating that to your following, uh, you know, the biggest following of BMW globally uh, really interested me to yeah. be able to to reach that demographic specifically uh, mm -hmm. through your channel and not have to worry about print articles you know who, who's actually going to read it what's going to be the return on the investment how long is it going to take to see a return uh, things yeah. of that nature so um, and and that model works with all of the makes so mm -hmm. BMW Porsche Ferrari Corvette um, and Ferrari, Lamborghini, I mean, you name it, it's going to work mm -hmm. with that. And, um, you, you know, you were a part of the big Pilot Sport 4S launch that happened yeah. in Palm Springs. And uh, I remember the challenge for our team at that time was to convince the motherland of France mm -hmm. to let us put on this global launch event. However, we are not going to invite any traditional media. And that yeah. was tough. You know, we yeah. just were like, we just want, um, you know, new age media like like mm -hmm. you guys and we also wanted just influencers at the time mm -hmm. to come out and what happened was that for about what a month all yeah. you saw in your feed was michelin everywhere yeah. right um and overall it doesn't matter if you're michelin it doesn't matter if you're bmw it doesn't matter if you're uh, a parts company that's what you want right mm -hmm. that's the end yeah. goal is to to get that out there to, uh, to 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 convince people, the general public, the following of all these people that that what you did was cool, that the product you tested was amazing, and then you should have it. You should go out and buy it and consume it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think what people don't realize um, when you work for a tire company, uh, and we've talked about this before, it is not a sexy product, right? So yeah. it's really hard to promote tires and talk about tires. It's so much easier when you drive a BMW and get excited about the car, and maybe you know you drive other brands as well, but 
promoting tires or even you know talking about tires it can be pretty dry of course you can get technical and that's one thing that i've done especially in, on during our trips i've learned quite a bit about the technology also and how you manufacture tires but at the same time yeah i mean you have to have uh, some 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 sort of a different approach to that because otherwise um now, it's not going to be that exciting for a lot of people to attend and also for all people to talk about the tires. I think what I appreciated also over the years uh, through many events that we went that you gave us the opportunity to really test your tires against the competitors and put them in, a, in, in the same setting, really. I mean, basically, we went to the Michelin uh, um, grounds in South Carolina. Is Sarkilan, yeah, yeah. And, and basically, you just said, you know, here's the car with the same, you know, uh, with same car, different tires. Go out and test it out, right, and see which one does better. Um, so that's always that's always cool, right? That you felt confident. So um, that was an interesting partnership. But yeah, I mean, seven years ago, that was really smart to kind of start looking at these things. And uh, at the same time, I feel like Michelin still engages with traditional media, but it's more on the let's test the tire and the performance and all of that. It's less on the, you know cool part and i think you can also tell the story of michelin because i'm sure a lot of people know but i've learned this from you that you know how the michelin guide really started right and it's kind of a similar approach just done about a hundred years ago right how do you make tires you know sexy and cool and that's the michelin guide so i'll let you talk about that in just in case for you know that people don't know about that yeah absolutely um it, it is really interesting like if, if you slow down just a little bit and think about that and like you know put your put your hardcore marketing cap on and to think that that long ago it was understood as well that, you know, it, it, it's round and black and made out of rubber and they all look exactly the same, no matter who makes it. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. no one really wants to geek out over technology and how things are built unless, you know, it's like you or me or some, yeah. some other yeah. automotive technology nerds or tire nerds or whatnot. <laughs> but the way that the company, you know, over a hundred years ago, um, encouraged people to want to number one drive. Cause you know, back then there was tires didn't last, you know, 30, 40, 50, 70, 80,000 miles like yeah. they can do today. But that's the thing is at the end of the day, you're a tire company, you need people to buy tires, right? So people have to use tires to wear them out so that you have to buy more. So what, Michelin did with the Michelin guides was uh, Michelin had uh, people that would create like driving routes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like get out and drive, go explore your country, go explore the ce the scenic beauty that is on the open road today. And while mm -hmm. you're at it, we're going to let you know cool places to go to and see for like landmarks or scenery. Uh, oh, also on top of that, we're going to recommend the coolest and the best restaurants that are on these yeah. routes. Oh, and by the way, we're also going to tell you where to stay overnight so that you can continue your journey the next day. And they mm -hmm. would recommend, uh, you know, hotels or places to stay over and, and things like that. And that's how the Michelin guide got started. And it really almost became like the travel Bible, especially in Europe. I mean, tremendously. Um, yeah. And, it's, it's, you know, if you look back at the history, uh, especially in Europe, it was the Michelin guide. Michelin had a like maps and like maps division um, to help out not only uh, tourists and travelers, but like um, the movement of goods like uh, like tractor trailers and whatnot. And mm -hmm. th there's just a big involvement into con that brand was connected to driving.
And yeah, again, if you're wearing your your guru marketing cap on, that's to me that's just really brilliant. To yeah. you're, you're taking your mind off of what the product is, but at the same time, you're engaging with that consumer so much on an emotional level that yeah. they're going to remember that and they're going to tie that to your brand. So again, fast forward a hundred plus years to, yeah. you know, I'm taking you to go learn about the same round black, uh, <laughs> you know, product that holds air uh, and is definitely not sexy. But when I put you behind the wheel in that, uh, uh, in a car at a location that, that, you know, is just gorgeous, beautiful, and you actually get to do A-B testing or A-B-C testing um, to compare, there's your emotional connection right there, right? So, yeah, exactly. you know what? Don't, you don't have to rewrite anything. You don't have to recreate the wheel, pardon the pun, but yeah. that marketing approach from back then is, is really still resonates today. Yeah, very interesting. So before we jump into your new old career now, it's old by now, but... Um, <laughs> I guess people still don't realize that. I mean, people might not know that you're actually a BMW enthusiast at heart, even though you might drive some Mercedes cars right now. But I've really met you as a BMW enthusiast, you know, especially since living in South Carolina. You were so close to the BMW Car Club of America, you know, and you did a bunch of things with them. So tell me, how did you fall in love with the brand and what was your first BMW? Yeah, for sure. Um, very cool story. Um, so when I bought my first BMW, the, the intent was not to buy a BMW. And okay. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I ended up with BMW. Um, I was, I was at Michelin at the time working and I was almost, um, I was self-promoting. I was politicking myself. I really wanted to work as my new role at Michelin to be something in the motorsport or in the marketing division, which I wasn't in at the mm -hmm. time. I was doing something mm -hmm. else at Michelin. And I felt that I was just lacking a little bit of background uh, mm -hmm. to be in those areas. And what I mean by that was just um, my, my personal passion, automotive connection, right? So yeah. um, I challenged myself to go and purchase a car to, to track, right? Okay. And what I was going to do is I was, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go build a track toy to run in SCCA time trials. And okay. I felt confident enough that I could do well to be able to add that to my portfolio that many others that were in the roles that I wanted, you know, had that. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was looking at several cars and, and, and here's the, here's the reason I chose BMW. The reason I chose BMW was because living in Greenville, South Carolina, um, and being a part of the, the Sandlapper chapter of BMW CCA, um, mm -hmm. you have the performance center, which is there in, you know, Greenville Spartanburg and each year, one to two times the Sandlapper chapter gets to do a track day at the performance center where you get to drive your own personal car. Okay. So to me, I was like, that's more seat time and I needed seat time to get better. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I was like a, a BMW. It is that that's what it has to be. So, um, yeah. I found an E36 M3 on eBay actually that was in Long mm -hmm. Island, New York. It was, uh, a, a 99, uh, you know, final model year, uh, E36 M3 that had 201,000 miles on it, a store blue. Um, mm -hmm. but the thing was, 
every receipt that had ever been spent on that car, including the original purchase sticker, everything was in a leather bag. And this was the oh, second really? owner. Um, Very cool. And the car was in great shape. Uh, flew up. But, well, actually, I bit, I got into a bidding war on eBay, and I spent about a grand more than I wanted. But um, I wanted the car, so whatever. I um, bought the car, got it. Long story short, I built it um, with a good friend of mine to be uh, – it took us about 10 months to get it prepared. Okay. And um, ran my first year of SCCA time trials, finished second place overall, ran it again the next year. Um, and then I got, I got the job that I wanted. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. whether I got the job just because of <laughs> persistence and my, my, my talents, mm-hmm. or if I got it because I added something new to my portfolio, but mm-hmm. I still have the E36 M3 today and I still track it. And I, I actually was at Chuck Walla Raceway this past weekend, a few days ago. Um, so I, yeah, so I shipped the car to California, uh, about two years ago. Cause I, I moved to California and I'm trying to mm-hmm. knock out all the tracks, in California. So, I you know, I've done Straits of Willow, Big yeah. Willow, Button Willow, um, Chuck Walla. Mm-hmm. I've got to get out. I've done um, um, Auto Club Speedway. Not, now I got to go north mm-hmm. and do uh, Thunder Hill and do Sonoma and Laguna. Gotcha. So you got a few more yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. But but since then, yeah, well, since then, I, I, I also bought, let's see, I bought an E46, um, the 325CI. That was going to be for my son. Ended up getting rid of it. Um, I had an E92 335i, the white one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had one also back in the day. I had an E90 335. Loved that yeah, engine. Yeah, I loved it. I had um, an 09, uh, you know, um, N54 car. And, you know, had some few, did a, did, actually did a bunch of mods to it. And I shipped it to California as well when I moved. And here was the problem is, you know, I had catless downpipes, track pipe, all that stuff. And I couldn't smog the car. I couldn't smog it. So that's why I sold it. <laughs> I, yeah, gotcha. Same thing in Illinois. I mean, you can't really do stuff like that because you got to go through the emission test every three years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, um, but I still have the E36 M3. I will never get rid of that car. I, I, I love it. Uh, I'm so connected to yeah. it. There's a story to it. Um, it I, I had a lot of personal goals tied in with that car that I was able to achieve. So mm-hmm. uh, it means too much to yeah. me. Gotcha. Do you still feel like it's a it's a decent track car? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's so capable. Um, it was great because at Chuckwalla last week, um, they run Bimmer Challenge out here, the uh-huh. series, and gotcha. there was at least fifteen to twenty E thirty sixes out there okay. uh, while I was running as well. So it was cool to see so many people embrace. Uh, there was a lot of E forty sixes and some E ninety twos as well. But the E36, man, it's, you know what? It, it has just enough power. It doesn't have too much. It doesn't have too little. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's a great weight. Um, it's very well balanced. And you mm-hmm. can still work. I don't, mean you can, I don't mean you can't work on late model BMWs, but, you know, it's tougher on any late model car. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. can still go to Advanced Auto Parts or O'Reilly's and, and find parts that I need last minute for my E36 that, that I can yeah. work on myself at the track. So, um, great, great, great tracker. Gotcha. So not to deviate from the subject a little bit, but I just remember that, um, so 
through your girlfriend you somehow have a connection to Paul Walker or at least you you've heard of some of the Paul Walker stories and I think Paul was racing at some point some E36 M3s right if I recall correctly years back uh, we're writing some stories on that any any cool story that you have to share maybe that you've heard or maybe you've personally experienced yeah uh so Amy Amy Shackelford is is my girlfriend and uh, you know, before I moved out here to California, uh, of course, she's been out here whole, in California her whole life. Uh, and that's where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very tied in with uh, the Purist Group. And the Purist Group is an automotive enthusiast group that is extremely charitable, that's headed by Sean Lee. And, you know, back mm-hmm. uh, when we still had Paul with us, he was very involved as well. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, also through his charity reach out worldwide and, uh, Paul was one of us, you know, he was an avid yeah. enthusiast. It wasn't just a, a camera thing. He, uh, you yeah. know, many people now know of his collection. Um, yeah. you know, recently I, I will say, I, th- I think it was two years ago. Yeah. It was 20, 2020, I believe 2020, right before COVID started in March. Was that 2020 or mm-hmm. 2019? I think. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. 2020. So I think it, I think it was just before March and February. Uh, Barrett Jackson in Scottsdale, you know, was going on, uh-huh. and that's where um, a lot of Paul's collection uh, was sold. So they they brought out uh, you know his brother Cody Walker. We're very close with, and you know Cody's involved mm-hmm. also in automotive. You know he tracks his cars. He has Civic Type R. He has an S2000. Um, you know Fuel mm-hmm. Fest is his event. Um, but, you know, they worked together um, uh, with Barrett Jackson, and we were actually at the event when uh, all those uh, E36 M3 LTWs went across the block. Oh, yeah. um, so it was super exciting to see to see all the excitement and some very heavy wallets, um, you know, picking up those E36 lightweights. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, from what I recall seeing, um, I mean, Amy, I think still involved a little bit with the charity, like around Paul Walker and all that, like every year, right? So you still, mm-hmm. you guys are still involved with that and trying to carry that on basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, it's a great charity. It's very genuine. It's very real. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, uh, both reach out worldwide and with Pyrrhus group through things like winter toy drives, um, uh, back mm-hmm. to school charity events for something as simple as providing backpacks to, to kids in need that, you know, are about to go to school and don't have the means or their family does or is struggling, uh, you know, to have, yeah. you know, new clothes, new backpacks, uh, at Christmas time, of course, we all know toy drives are very popular. Uh, they put on a very, very, uh, large toy drive. So it's, it's good, you know, mm-hmm. using the automotive platform for the good is, uh, something that yeah. I've always been a fan with. Uh, we all know that unfortunately there's bad apples everywhere, but we just tend to yeah. stay away from that and focus on the good. Yeah, that's good. How is the car scene in uh, California versus the uh, the East Coast, the so West Coast car scene versus the East Coast? Good question. Um, we, over the past year, Amy and I have uh, become bi-coastal in regards to we, we, we have our place in LA and then we have our place in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, cars are our life. Yeah. So, um, I shipped over, I have a C63, at, uh, C63 S AMG coupe. Um, 
that I shipped over to South Carolina. Gotcha. Um, and then that was the only car we had. So because we're in the Carolinas now, we wanted to, you know, do as the Carolinians do and, you know, go off-roading and hit some trails and stuff like that. So we picked up an FJ Cruiser. Okay, um, nice. So we have fun with it. And then since then, uh, we've picked up a couple of other rides. Uh, Amy has a track Miata here in California. So when I go take the M3 out, uh, she brings the Miata and she tracks. Um. So she loves that car so much that she found another one on the, on the East coast. So when we go riding in the mountains, like, like we do Canyon drives in California, we do mountain drives on the East coast. Um, and then I also picked up a 95 Integra GSR. So as, as you can, as you can see, and as you can hear our, we're very diverse, right? Um, you know, we have the Audi R8 in California. So we've got German cars. Uh, we've got a lot of J- Japanese cars now. Um, we just need, uh, some sort of American car somewhere in some way, shape or form to, to finish everything. But you know what, California, I don't care if, if, if you hate it, if you dislike it, if you talk trash about it, when it comes to the car community, bar none, there's nowhere else in the country that you can go to see what is here. Yeah. And, and I mean everything, Mm -hmm. uh, German cars, BMWs, JDM, uh, you know, the rad era is now getting big with all really? the 80s and 90s cars, mm-hmm. um, muscle cars, uh, trucks, overlanding is now getting very, very big out really? here. So forerunners, you know, your Lexus, uh, your Lexus SUVs now, yeah. um, Jeeps. Um, and then also, don't forget about the throwback stuff. Remember the Super Bowl halftime show uh, this year with, you know, with, with everybody out there and, you know, you had the low riders coming out and the hoppers, um, you know, that's big, the old Volkswagen community, the, you know, the, the, the vans and the, and the bugs and, and, you know, the old, you know, forties and fifties is, it's unbelievable. If, yeah. if you drive an hour on the freeway, you're going to be, you'll do this at least twice. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, cause yeah. you'll, you'll be pointing at something. You're like, Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. And, that just doesn't happen in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I have to agree. I mean, every time I go to California, it's a totally different car scene. So speaking of yeah. California and car scenes, I mean, um, we're going to segue into the next um, uh, topic. And basically, I can tell people that um, I've attended your exotics on Broadway in Monterey. And that's really part of your uh, new company, you know, Gear One and things that you do with Gold Rush Rally. But before we talk about the rally, maybe let's talk about the exotics on Broadway and what it really is. I'm sure a lot of people probably haven't heard of it if it haven't been there, but it's it's a fantastic event. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, so um, Gear One Agency is the activating agency for uh, an event during Monterey Car Week called Exotics on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might remember it when it used to be exotics on Kennery Road. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the reason for the name change is because we moved locations. Uh, we just outgrew the venue uh, in Kennery Row, but it's it's still during Car Week. It's still in Monterey. And um, good story behind this event, uh, even before Gear One was involved. Um, so what was going on in Monterey during Car Week is that there, there really wasn't an overall, let's say, event for the people, right? Mm-hmm. 
And, yeah, and you, you know, yeah, I've been there, yeah. and, and, and many other people know that, you know, the hot ticket in Monterey is, you know, you're talking thousand bucks yeah, to get quail, in, to quail, to quail mm-hmm. uh, or to get into, uh, if you can find uh, one, yeah. Yeah, if you can, or McCall's, exactly, or uh, Pebble Beach, Concorso you know, like Italiano, hundred bucks. Yeah, Concorso, all those events. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the average, the average person, or a family of four, of what we like to say, you know, the ne- the potential next generation of the automotive enthusiast, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point in time, you know, y- you're a kid with a poster of a dream car on the wall, and you know what? you could potentially, you very likely will see your dream car 10 times over mm-hmm. during Monterey Car Week. So exotics, the exotics event is a free to the public show. Okay. Uh, has always been a free to the public show. And the for the foreseen future, it is a free to the public show. We want the families to have access to all of these cars. And when I say all of these cars, Exotics, the exotics event pulls, for the most part, all of the ve- all the vehicles that are all at all these other events. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when you talk about Pagani's, Koenigsegg's, um, you know, SSC, mm-hmm. Hennessy, um, you know, even rare uh, builders like Centaur Trucks that's building uh, these F350s uh, to um, amazing heights. Um, the other thing is that because it is a free event, we actually draw about 25 to 35, 40,000 spectators. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, we have a, a, a very large staff that helps us manage that, uh, efficiently, um, during the day. And, um, you know, when you roll in to exotics on Broadway as a participant, let's say you're. You know, you're rolling in, uh, you know, your whatever, your SF, your SF90 or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or a Pagani Wyra or whatever. You're rolling into, you're a rock star because it, it, it's almost like we have to part the sea of spectators to let the cars pass through. And our biggest feedback from the owners of these cars is they've never experienced anything like that before in their life. You know, going mm-hmm. to a parking lot car show and having, you know, 15, 25, 30 people come check out your car. You know, that's a, that's a cool feeling. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, no matter what you have, but mm-hmm. thousands of people, it's almost like you're, a, I like to say, it's, it's like you're a rock star. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, the most photography that, that I take at these events when I have time is I love seeing the kids standing in front of a car or, um, I mean, we've had, we've had kids of like, you know, 11, 12 years old, like almost crying because they never thought that they would be able to see, you know, a Koenigsegg Gajera RS or the world's fastest car. Or so that was my question. So, sorry to interrupt you, but that was my question. Um, next, um, what's the most expensive car that you've seen there? Oh God. Um, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> with today's going rates, <laughs> um, everything's expensive. Um, I think what I'm more impressed of yeah. is having multiple of cars. Like, I, I think two years ago, no, three years ago, um, we had 11 Koenigseggs. Okay, that's a lot, yeah. 
you know, 11 Koenigseggs there. Uh, three years ago uh, and four years ago, I think there was four F-50s that all rolled in together, gotcha. Ferrari F-50s, a okay. um, couple of F-40s. Um, I, I mean, to be honest, I mean, y- you name it, it, it it's it's there. And you also have all, you know, rare build cars too. Yeah. Um, like when SSC first debuted their car, that was at our event. Mm-hmm. Um, Hennessy always brings cars. Um, Hennessy's bringing his new, the new Venom, oh, really? uh, I believe this year to the events as well. Cool. Maybe a couple of them. Um, Very cool. And there was so an yeah, electric, that, there was an electric supercar there too at some point. Uh, what was the electric supercar? Uh, Razor, uh, I Razor, believe, there was, one, was one of the companies. There was one more. Um, uh, slipping my mind right now. Uh, Croatian brand. Remac. Uh, Remac. Remac. Yes. yes. God, how could I forget yes. that? Unacceptable. Remac. When I hear Remac, I just think of the Grand Tour. You sure should have just said the Grand Tour. I should have, yeah, I should have said about that, the incident <laughs> there, but I didn't want to go there. But yeah, Remac no. was there at some point, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And and the event is on this year. Uh, we we took a couple of years off just because of COVID and how strict regulations were. Mm-hmm. Uh, the event is back in Seaside on Broadway this year. Um, uh, we already have a lot of companies committed. Nice. Um, Koenigsegg will be there. Christian von Koenigsegg will be there on site as well. Uh, Pagani is going to be there. Hennessy has already committed. Um, other companies like HRE Wheels will will be on site. So you know all of your favorite cars, uh, all of the hottest cars, uh, even the most recent, um, you know are are going to be there. Hopefully in the next few months, you know more of these uh, Aston Martins get delivered, and hopefully mm-hmm. we can have uh, uh, some surprises for everyone. But yeah. Uh, yeah, come out during Car Week. We'll be there on Saturday. Nice, nice. Um, sorry, so now that takes me to the Gold Rush Rally. So let's talk about that. So um, I honestly know just a little bit because I've never been a part of it, but I've always seen the photos and the stories around that. So maybe, you know, take me to the basics. Yeah. So Gold Rush Rally is a once a year automotive rally um, that is uh, very exclusive to high end luxury and exotic and supercar um, vehicles. Okay. so, so before you go there, so do you have like a threshold on the cars that you allow to go in? Like, do you say, oh, uh, you know, is it is it like price based or is it just you know uniqueness or? Um, I would say a combination of the two. You okay. know, if 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 you know your more uh, your more well known or ideal brands that you're talking about, so your um, Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Rolls Royce, Bentley. Uh, McLaren, uh, all of those are givens. Um, we have had very many unique vehicles that people have reached out to us and say, Hey, I want to bring this. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it's something very unique, I mean, we've had motorcycles, uh, actually do gold rush. Uh, we've had, uh, pickup trucks, uh, that had, you know, 1800 horsepower and, you know, all this kind of stuff, uh, come out on gold rush. Um, we've had Pantera. We had a Pantera. Uh, Kurt really? Busch brought a Pantera last year, um, <laughs> but he also brought two other cars <laughs> to, to <laughs> split with. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it is limited in some way, shape, or form. But we do have a review board for anybody that is not sure. Uh, you know, if they can bring something. Sure. Um. So, 
the the route changes every year. It's different. Uh, the amount, the length is different every year. This year we're at ten days. Okay. Uh, you can do the whole rally. You can choose to do the first half, or you can choose to do the second half if you don't have time. Sure. Um, this year's rally starts in Las Vegas, and okay. then it will go to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and then Denver, Colorado. Uh, we'll be in Denver for two days. Okay. Uh, we will also be enclosed transport shipping everyone's cars from Denver to Nashville, Tennessee. Really? Okay. Uh, while we're in Denver for two days, mm-hmm. uh, we'll then depart Denver and take a flight. Uh, okay. Everyone will get on a plane. We'll go to Nashville. The cars will be w- sitting there waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we will proceed to go Nashville to Atlanta, Atlanta to St. Petersburg, Florida. And then we're finally going to end it in Miami, Florida. And we will be there for two days as well. Very, very cool. So um, any um, a- any cars that they're exciting this year that you've already maybe registered? Um, we have a lot of, uh, you know, the again, I was saying the norm. And, you know, it sucks to say that mm-hmm. the norm when you're talking about yeah. high-end cars like McLaren, exactly. Porsche, Ferrari, Lambos, and whatnot. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of our participants, they sign up and mm-hmm. they'll they'll wait until we get closer to the event to actually choose what they're going to bring. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, prepping the cars, making sure that um, that they can take the abuse of 10 days of driving uh, across the country. So they're all protected. Uh, you know, the rap game is a must on Gold Rush. Our participants yeah. are very expressive. So, <laughs> you know, they like to they like to translate that into their raps on the car. Nice. Very cool. uh, so that's always good. And, you know, Gold Rush is is not one event for us from a event coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 10 events in 10 days um, because we're in different cities. We're going to different venues, different locations, different hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever wanted to take a vacation of a lifetime, Gold Rush very easily checks that box. Um, you will drive with 60 to 80 other people in their cars across the country and mm-hmm. these are all people, all people of all walks of life that yeah. are uh, your, the networking connection that you get from this event is, is, is the most valuable part to me. And, and because you will develop lifelong connections to people, not only uh, on the business side, but more importantly, mm-hmm. on the personal level, friendship side, um, we all, everybody has each other's backs anytime someone is looking for something. It's anytime someone's traveling and needs advice, mm-hmm. uh, anything, both personal, professional, the gold rush family is extremely tight. And, um, this year we start in June. Uh, so it's coming up. So, uh, I just got mm-hmm. off of a, a staff call, uh, before I jumped on here. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're rocking nice. and rolling and we're looking forward to it. Uh, we're typically about 80 cars, 150, 160 people mm-hmm. driving across the country uh, for 10 days. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, are uh, packages pricing, you know, public or? They are, they are. So if you yeah, wanted to yeah. go, uh, anybody wants to check it out, goldrushrally.com, you will see okay. all the information, uh, you know, from uh, all the cities, uh, all the hotels that we're staying at. They're all, you know, uh, four-star, five-star hotels. Uh, if you yeah. wanted to do the full rally this year, it's 22 k If you okay. wanted to do half the rally, either the first half or the second half, it's 11 k and that's mm-hmm. for a team. That's one car, two people. So it covers two I people. Gotcha. 
Um, and it covers most of your meals, parties, uh, nightclubs, uh, the transportation of your car, your flight across the Mm -hmm. country. Um, you'll love this, uh, Horatio. So in Miami on our final day, we have, uh, 14 yachts that we've sourced and, um, what better way to relax and celebrate the end of a rally than jumping on a yacht in Miami and, uh, going out and just enjoying life and relaxing. That's, yeah, that's really uh, very (laughs) Miami to kind of put it that way. Uh, I've done one better. I've done one in Monaco and during a Formula oh, One there you race in Formula E. So that was that was kind of cool, but it wasn't my act. So. <laughs> uh, so final question: The Gold Rush Rally. Um, will a BMW M5 CS qualify as a car? That I, yes, it's it's like 160 grand. So it, yeah. and it's quite unique. But I was kind of curious if that would qualify as a car. You know what? It would. And you know the the cool thing is that because. That is, it's such a sleeper mode car, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, in, is, yeah. in any late model, um, we're actually taking, so, um, we, 2.68 seconds, zero to 62. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> we, um, Amy and myself have a good connection with BMW USA as well, where we, we're actually going to be approaching them about seeing if they would like us to take a car on gold rush this year, because we've, uh, they have loaned us. That would be the car. Well, they have loaned us um, M3 competitions, M8? the the F80, okay. uh, for, gotcha. for uh, smaller rallies. And mm-hmm. when 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 we're done, the participants are like, "Wow, that that thing is yeah. impressive! Like it mm-hmm. hangs, it hangs with the McLarens and the Porsches and the Ferraris and all of that performance wise, right?" Um, yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. You should you should definitely go for the M5 CS, and I think they got a, they have a few right now, and I believe most of the journalists probably have done the testing on them, sure. so they might be available soon. But yeah, the M5 CS, if you can get that frozen green, I'm not sure deep green or whatever they call it, it's fantastic. It's really really nice and inside. Uh, I mean, with the bucket seats front and back, it's really a car that you know they will f- they would fit that profile. And like you said, it's a sleeper, 627 yeah. horsepower. 2.68 seconds, you know, zero to 62. That's really fast. It is. It is. It, so that might, that might be a cool one. It, yeah. no, it would. And, and like, I've been extremely impressed with the G80 and the 82. Um, we've driven both several times. Uh, in Performance wise. Yeah. What's, so what's your take on that? Cause that's a, that's a good topic to kind of, to kind of talk about. So let's start first before the performance. What do you think about the design? Like seeing the cars in real life or in person or whatever you want to call it. Um, so the exterior, uh, and you can be honest. Oh, I will. <laughs> the, the exterior, uh, I still to this day really can't get over the the front end, uh, the nose, okay. the kidney grills. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I just can't. Maybe on a black car, it. it just... yeah. See, I, it's such a common topic that one. It's every time I hear the same thing. Maybe black, darker colors. I yeah. agree. I think if you do it all black, it looks good. Actually, yeah. it doesn't look better at and, all. Every, everything else about the front end is gorgeous and it's impressive. Yeah. And I know that there's mm-hmm. a functionality aspect of everything going on there, right? So I appreciate that. And then the side profile, the back of the car, I, I mean, I enjoy all of it. I like it. And uh, here's what I was telling people after we uh, got to drive one, uh, both the M4 and the mm-hmm. M3 competition for a couple of weeks was – you know what? The to me the the performance of it helps me forget about 
the dislike of the of the uh, um, of the aesthetics on the front, um, or or if I was placed in the car while I was blindfolded and never got to look at the outside, and actually went and to got to go drive it and like push it to the limits, I would I would fall in love, one hundred percent. Yeah. And so yeah. And and I think you've absolutely nailed it. I think performance wise, it's a fantastic car, and I've had a chance to drive them many times, especially the X Drive, MX Drive. It's a fantastic car, really, really cool um, design. Same conversation every podcast. It's subjective. I don't know if it's all like all black it doesn't really bother me. So I kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on that because you've been driven the uh, previous M3s too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 still a big fan of uh, the F80 and 82 uh, platforms. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time behind the wheel of those. Um, Amy had a F82 M4 that she owned for a couple of years as well. Um, I almost got an F82 M4 before I got the Mercedes. Um, but the, 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 the new cars, the platforms are great. And, and you know what? I, I'm sure you've seen it. Um, there's now, I think, a couple of companies that are trying to address uh, the front end. Yeah, Vorsteiner. So Vorsteiner, yeah, they're doing that, and it looks it looks a little bit better without Kine Grill. Yeah, Peter done yeah, a good job. Yeah, actually. Peter did a great job. He spent a lot of time, and you know, uh, he, he blood, sweat, and tears goes into everything that he does. So you, you, I, yeah. I, I'm very proud of what he did and uh, the response I've seen. Yeah. I, I always look at the comments uh, uh, whenever they there's posting or, or someone posts uh, the car, and it's it's all been yeah. more on very much so on the positive. Yeah. And I think the upcoming M4 CSL, which is out in May, um, and you can see the spy photos, and I might have seen the car, might have seen the car. Um, I think people will like that Kinney Grill a little bit more because it's um, it's actually not bad at all. So they've they've done a good job, you know, changing you know little bits here and there. But yeah, that's I hope the so. Inside <laughs> story, yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be a fantastic car. That will be an interesting car. That's the car to basically have next year for the Gold Rush Rally. Uh, it'll be uh, quite spectacular. Perfect. Honestly. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> all right. Cool. So, um, all right. So, one other topic that I had uh, in mind, and I know you've been also doing some work with a new company called Mudfind, and and we've covered them quite a bit. And you know, my understanding, and basically from what I've covered and what I've talked to you, it's really an automotive marketplace. Um, Tell me how they're trying to be different and what's out there. So what's their what's their goal, basically? Yeah, so uh, Gear One does manage, uh, you know, the marketing for the company Modfind, and Modfind is a it's a unique marketplace. It's automotive focused, one hundred percent. You know, it's okay. not you're not going to find um, coffee you know coffee cups or pens or paper or speakers or you know computers mm-hmm. or anything like that on modfine you're going to find parts for cars uh that that you enjoy um the same goes and it, 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 it's a buy sell marketplace um it's uh, app based yeah. as well as web based um and it's gotcha. been out on the market now for i believe almost four years um okay and the the focus is is really to have like-minded people just like you uh, that enjoy not only buying and selling, but even browsing. Um, like, I know I don't need another car. And you probably know you don't need another car, but tell me the truth. You, you look at cars for sale all the time, don't you? 
Yeah, that and parts too. I mean, you always yeah. look at the different parts that you want to add to your car, basically. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, having uh, a garage, when, you know, two garages now that are just full of parts, mm-hmm. um, it's also a great place to go and, you know, list these parts. It's super simple to use, snap a few photos, write a description. And now the marketplace has an opportunity to purchase your parts. Uh, to clean out your garage, to make some more money. Of course, what do we do with it? We buy more parts. That's just, we're sick. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but, mm-hmm. you know, ModFind is, uh, it is the automotive marketplace that is going to be, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, you know, to take a look at, um, to understand that it's all automotive mm-hmm. is, yeah. is is unique. Um, there's also cars for sale on ModFind. So if you wanted to list a car for sale, you could test that gotcha. market on there. Um, gotcha. and then also just like other marketplaces, there's authorized, uh, vendors and shops, for example. Right. So, yeah. So, um, like for example, on the BMW side, I know horizon motorsport, which is really big on the BMW side for selling mm-hmm. aftermarket parts. They have a shop on ModFind, uh, for example, selling parts. So they sell new and you, or they sell new parts while, mm-hmm. you know, more, more like people like me and you would be selling uh, used parts, right? Used parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the interesting mm-hmm. thing that does make it different. Um, Modifying does have an element called uh, kickback. Okay. So uh, a kickback is an opportunity for both the buyer and the seller uh, and uh, in this case, a third party. So mm-hmm. what I mean by a kickback is, um, Let's say I want to sell my exhaust, right? Mm-hmm. I, I took an exhaust off of my M3. I'm going to list it for sale on ModFind. I list it for $300, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the ModFind platform will ask me, do I want to add a kickback? And sure. what that means is if someone helps me sell my product, mm-hmm. then they get whatever dollar amount I assign to that kickback. So mm-hmm. here, here's the thing. I want this exhaust out of my garage. Like it's taking yeah. up too much space, right? So I need yeah. help. So I'm going to put a $50 kickback on there, right? Mm-hmm. So th- the way it works is, let's say you are on ModFind and you see this exhaust. You have a buddy that has an M3 and you know he's mm-hmm. looking for an exhaust, right? Yeah. So you shoot him over the link. If he buys that exhaust through your link, you get it's 50 like bucks. I see. It's like an affiliate link, right? An affiliate referral, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a, refer- a referral program. So, mm-hmm. you know, one person gets to sell their product and make the yeah. money. One person gets to buy the product they're looking for, and now they're happy. And mm-hmm. you made some money on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what's unique about it, uh, about the platform. So, you know, you don't have to add an amount to kickback, but... Sure. It does enhance your listing to sell quicker because mm-hmm. other people can grab that link and share it. And you can share that link on your on your Facebook page in through text, through groups. It's just a yeah. normal link. Mm-hmm. So um so that that is really what's making uh a nice difference with the platform and and helping it be successful and taking it to the next level. Um the the site is now generating our is now offering ad space. Uh, so okay. companies can can you know place ads within the platform that are you know mm-hmm. uh, keyword traced uh, things of that nature. Um, it the there's a new UI coming 
uh, okay. very, very soon to where um, the platform will be more social, social based, uh, almost okay. like a feed. Uh, and, I you see. know, you can follow you can follow certain brands, you can follow shops, you can follow sellers um, mm-hmm. to be able to see more of their products or more products like that. Um, I see. For example, you know, I, I, I have a AMG, so I follow AMG, I follow Mercedes. Of course, I follow BMW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I follow Miata. Uh, you know, all mm-hmm. the cars that I have, uh, I follow Toyota yeah. for off-road stuff. So anytime I open it and, you know, I'm sitting there scrolling through, checking out parts, it's, it's really mm-hmm. tailored to, to my interests. Um, so, yeah, so it's, uh, they're, they're all over the place now. Uh, they're sponsoring big events. Uh, Clean Exhibition is a big East Coast company that is doing uh, automotive events up and down the East Coast. Uh, and they're heading into the Midwest. Um, Modfine is a title sponsor for them. Um, mm-hmm. Modfine has done collaborations, of course, obviously with you guys. Yeah, so that's a that's the disclosure that I wanted to give you full full disclosure. We've done some collaborations, marketing, you know, uh, partnerships together also. And I was going to tell you a story about that, but I will let you finish. Yeah, yeah. no, and uh, just quickly, I just wanted to add on, you know, some of the places you might, you know, you might see uh, Modfine. Yeah. So uh, they've done collaborations with Cody Walker, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Amelia Hartford is one as well. Uh, I had mentioned you guys, mm-hmm. uh, they've also been sponsors of events such as, uh, exotics on Broadway. They were a title sponsor one year. Um, so, gotcha. you know, anywhere that you see modified cars and that's almost everything, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know, everybody yeah. does a little mm-hmm. something to their vehicle, whether it's interior, exterior, yeah. engine performance, some suspension, uh, mod mm-hmm. is the place to go. So definitely check it out. Um, you can download the app, of course, on, on Google Play or App Store, uh, or just go online on uh, modfine.com. Gotcha, yeah. So my story was that what I enjoy about the partnership really, and when we're having fun with it a little bit, it's creating some stories like around the brand. And one of the latest ones that we did was really going to find some of the quickest, you know, some of the weirdest thing that you can find on the platform. And you know, just browsing through there, basically, I came across a uh, Ferrari car seat, you know, or uh, just a Ferrari seat, you know, and I was like, mm, that's interesting, you know, that would, make, that would make for a nice office chair, maybe, you know, it, you've seen people always, you know, t- you know, transforming, you know, car chairs into office oh, chairs. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm like, hmm, how many times do I come across a Ferrari, you know, car seat, you know, and uh that was that was quite cool, but yeah, there were some other interesting things under that you can find. But yeah, clearly, I mean, I was looking for for my one M also. So basically, you can go there, look at the BMW, look by the model, and see what's out there. And I'm always trying to see if there is something I can do to improve it, even though I want to keep it stuck more and yeah. more. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the beauty of some of those platforms. It's really trying to find some unique things that you might not find somewhere else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like I I have the the website up in front of me, and there's you know a, a nice set of V46 M3. Um, wheels on there and like like you were talking about hey you want to keep your, you want to keep your car more stock now yeah you you, you can get the yeah, OEMs I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's a great mm-hmm. you know if, if if you have some damaged or rough looking and or, or if if, yeah. if you've gone after market on your e46 and now you do want to kind of go back more to oem look um like they're just yeah. set on there for 350 um in, in beautiful shape so nice. so yeah yeah, that's an easier uh, user experience than having to go on Craigslist, for example, right? I mean, the, based on you know, what I've seen and what I've played with, I mean, it's so easy to find things. So that's that's quite cool, actually. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, there's there's several marketplaces out there now, but one of the big things is, you know, security. Make, you, nobody wants to get ripped off or scammed or anything exactly, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a, a legit platform. 
uh, that is secure. Uh, I I browse through Facebook Marketplace and like I'm I'm so hesitant. Like I I just I I I'm not sure. You get a lot of spam there. You get a lot of spam yeah, sometimes on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, there is there is. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I I definitely feel more comfortable using Modfine to 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 browse for parts. Um, and now now that we're back in California, we've been gone for a few months. Uh, it's time to start listing more items from our garage. Uh, we we got to clean it out. So Modify yeah, is going to nice. be the perfect place for us to, to list some products uh, for people to buy. Very cool. So I'm going to end with a final question, something that I'm going to start doing more and more, actually. So here is, so if money, no object, what BMW car would you buy? Hmm. So you have all the money in the world. Yeah. Man, that's a really good question. Right. Even if you would have not said BMW in just any car, of course, that's going to be... Um, that's even tougher. That's even so I'm tougher. just going to narrow it down. Yeah, yeah that's, that's even tougher. You know, the more, the, the more that the technology advances, which I mm-hmm. do love and appreciate, um, I think just because of my background and, you know, I started driving in what like 1993 you know back when things were still analog and and you know pre-obd and all that kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. i really appreciate you know driving the car and not letting the car drive me right Mm -hmm. um yeah i kind of feel like you know the m the m2 is the last of that right the last of its kind yeah and I just, I keep appreciating it more and more. And I kind of feel mm-hmm. like that's like the evolution. Well, I mean, it is of like my E36 M3. Like, I feel like I could jump mm-hmm. into an M2 and do exactly the same thing, but mm-hmm. obviously better because of the car. Yeah. Uh, and and right. I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about on track, you know, all that. Like, I would love to make an M2 my track toy. Like, it, yeah. it, it's, a lot of people did, yeah. A lot of people. They did. do, they do. But you know, yeah. the thing is now is that we, we are in this weird position to where, oh, you know, that's going to be worth a lot, and you know, ten, mm-hmm. twenty years. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Do you mm-hmm. want to track an M two? Okay. Okay. How about this? So, can I get two M twos? <laughs> With my unlimited money. So, right, so that's your. So that's your final answer. The M two. Right now, yes, and and I, I, it might be because yeah. I'm on a high from being at the track. Three You're a very ago. cheap date. You're a really cheap date. <laughs> yeah, I, I, again, it's probably because I'm still on a high from Saturday from uh, track yeah, by three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So that speaks. That's that's close to your heart. It is. It is. I, yeah, I, I, I I just really enjoy and appreciate that, and I I I think that car, I, to me, that's an iconic car. It is. It is, yeah. For, for BMW. For sure, for sure. And um, mm-hmm. big kudos and shout out to everyone involved in, in producing that car because for people like me, it's it's up there. Yeah. I actually need to connect you. Speaking of that, I need to connect you with the designer. He actually lives in, in LA, the guy oh, yeah? who designed the car. Yeah, yeah. He's a car guy. I'll, um, I'll connect yeah, you with, with him. Maybe he can come for some events. But yeah. So yeah, so um, that brings me to the end. I don't want to keep you too long. It was really good talking to you. I appreciate all the insight. Uh, definitely uh, wish you good luck with the rallies and all these cool events this year. Uh, hopefully I'll see you there, uh, probably in uh, Monterey, going to see the new location and all of that, so I'm excited. 
So always a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so you know, much. Thanks, thanks for having thanks. me on and, and uh, keep up the work. Same here, same here. Thanks, Johnny. And I'll uh, leave the link in the description below for you guys if you want to follow Johnny and the Gold Rush Rally and all of that. So um, take a look at that. And thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye now.